Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name's Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely... Sandra Scott, back from the, the dead, I should say. And our fabulous guest today is the inspirational... My name's Rob Lapps. Um, and I'm the co-founder of Love Jasmine. Uh, we're a charity that provides support to families that have lost a child. Brilliant. Amazing. Thank you for giving your time to us today, Rob. Um, and, you know, we're really lucky to have you on. So first, as always, we shout out to the kids, any little people who've done amazing things this week. Um, so I'm going to start just because I've written it down. Um, okay. So I'm going to give a shout out to James and Hannah. So James and Hannah Walker. So Rachel's two little ones. Oh. And um, Hannah had chicken pox last week. And now James has got chicken pox. Oh, and they're yeah. like proper little spotties. Um, but they're just rocking life. So they've got like all these little lumps and bumps, but they're just doing amazing. So big shout out to them for just being cool and, and sticking with it sort of thing. Um, what about you, Sam? Brilliant. I'm going to give a shout out to Rowan, um, who did his reading today, his Spanish reading. He was absolutely ace. And to Corey, Corey who went and did his hilarious, had a Russian exam this morning, didn't know he had the Russian exam. The teacher said he did brilliantly in his pronunciation. So I was like, thank God. So they're two kids who I choose her. So well done to the pair of them. Brilliant. Uh, and what about you, Rob? Um, bit of a general one, really. Just want to shout out to uh, some of the kids that we've been supporting. Um, some of them have made some really good progress over the last few weeks. And um, I won't name names, but they yeah, they should be really proud of themselves. Oh, well done to all the little people. Well done. Um, so a success this week for you personally. Something that's happened to you that's been amazing. Um, Sandra, you can start this time. I've got two two little successes. One is I'm back here today because I've been so poorly. It was being ridiculous. Massive gratitude to Des, who I just love, who's hilarious, who did this, stood in for me last week. So great for that. Um, and also, brilliant today. So I went down to Estuesh España on Hope Street. I don't know if people know it. It's lovely. You and me have had dinner there, haven't we? Um, and it's a Spanish restaurant, and we're going to be doing a course in the restaurant. So we're going to do a thing like, so I've worked with Andres, who's lovely there, and we're going to do tapas and Spanish lessons. So we'll launch that at the end of the month. So I'm quite excited we finally got that boxed off. So brilliant. Yeah. I'm back to face to face, isn't it, with everybody um, learning language and eating food? What more could you ask for? Um, so what oh. about you, Rob? Success this week for you personally? The learning Spanish and tapas sounds fantastic. Actually, I might come to that. Um, yeah, we had recently gone live with the website, um, and part of what it was was just sort of to go people with a lot of the stuff we do around counselling in, in terms of storing counselling notes and people being able to refer themselves online. And the sort of second part of that was sort of finished today in terms of everything sort of gone paperless with that now. And it's been an absolute long time in the, in the making. So it's we've eventually got there today. We're certainly with all the counselling side of it. So yeah, that's that's been a, been a success to me today. Brilliant. Brilliant. And we'll find out more about that um, a little bit later on of how it all works and everything like that. Um, so my success this week is... My lifelong ambition and my dream is to own a camper van. For the bank holiday, I went out in a camper van for four days, wild camping, had the best time of my life, loved it, best holiday I've ever, ever had in my life. And, you know, when you have a little goal or a dream and then yeah. sometimes you achieve it and you think, or, or you do something, you think, oh, God, you know, why, why did I ever think I wanted to do that? Well, it's just made me want a camper van even more. So it's gone to the top of my list, like even, even more now, because it was just like the coolest thing in the world. So everyone who's thinking about getting in a camper van, uh, get in it and just drive. It's uh, it's just liberating. So, yeah. And we went and had our business meeting there, Rob, on Monday morning. So she went away with Phil for the weekend. And then I got to go along and have a coffee. So we did our planning for like at seven o'clock in the morning. Can I just say, Helen, because you've ignored it, Des Flanagan's put. Shout out to the only director of awesome in the country because Helen's job title in IP Presents is the director of awesome. So uh, thanks for that, Des, for Helen. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much, Des. <laughs> he did say before he was going to put it on and I was just roaring laughing in the car. Um, so Rob is our guest today and we are going to play this or that. Okay, so are you going first, Dan, or am I going first? Well, you can go first today if you like. 
Okay, I'm gonna ask you this first, okay, Sandra? First, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? Oh, dear God, a werewolf, obviously. A, you get fair, which is really good, and mind you, vampires can fly. I don't want to suck anybody's blood. What do werewolves eat? Humans, <laughs> right? So, the choices and grace. Okay, then, if if they both eat people, then a vampire. Rob's wondering what on earth he's come on tonight. <laughs> a vampire has the ability of flight. Okay. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I think I'd, um, I'd have to go with the vampire, but it's also too hairy. I want a vampire, you get to live forever. Do you know what? Maybe I'll be a werewolf then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, son. Um, what did you want though? Are you going to be a werewolf? A vampire? Or... Oh, well, I don't know because if you're a werewolf, you can be a human and you just walk around rocking life. And then when it's a full moon, you're just like, whoop. And then you're just so, yeah, I think, no, I think I might be a werewolf. I think I'd be a werewolf. Okay. Rob, paella or moussaka? Paella. 100%. Um, moussaka, because I don't like seafood. You don't have to have piece seafood in the paella. You can have chicken. No, and no, we had, the, <laughs> we had the vegan-y one, which was lovely, didn't we? We had the veggie one when um, we went to did a special for us, which was amazing, wasn't it? That's what about you, right. Sam? Um, moussaka, actually, although I love paella, um, I love moussaka as well. I, I say that because I've done a fake moussaka for tea. Oh, well done. <laughs> Okay. Um working at home or working in the office, Sandra. It, right. I like I like to go to work each day. So I'd rather have an office, definitely. I'd rather have premises to go to a hundred percent. Yeah. But it it depends if you've got like a night, you know, it depends on the premises. But I would rather go to work in, in an office each day, definitely, than be in the house. Yeah. What about you, Rob? Same. I'd rather when it's at home, you it's the boundaries are blurred. Um yeah. I think and I think when you go to when you go you gotta go out to work, it's it, that that's different. That's that's when you're at work. It's easier to switch off if you're not working in the home. I think it for me it's I much prefer going to one office. Although, Rob, you can't put a washload out at dinner time. <laughs> That's why I prefer going to the office. <laughs> i just get that washload out quick. <laughs> what about you, Helen? Out office 100%. Mm. I'm like Rob, it, it sort of blazed the lines. But also, you'd have to get dressed and leave your front door. Yeah. And I think, I think every single day, I think the most important thing to do is to get dressed and leave your front door every single day. Um, yeah, that's so, so yeah, 100% office for me. Um, what about you, Sam? Next one, okay? So, my next one is Rob, would you rather? And what you said about food before might be the answer to this would you rather go on holiday to Spain or Greece? Tough one, Greece, I think. Oh, prefer the yeah. islands. I like, I like Spain. I'm actually, I'm trying to learn Spanish. At, at, very badly at the minute, but I prefer Greece. I think the, I prefer the Greek islands. I've never been to Greece, um, so I, I'd quite like to go to Greece, but I'd probably say Spain because I just love it that much. Yeah, what about you, Sam? Well, I love Greece, okay, but I prefer Spain because I like Madrid, I like the cities, I like there's a lot of you know, well, there's culture in Greece as well, of course, but um. And the islands are beautiful, but I really prefer um, Spain because, like, literature and cinema and everything. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, I've got two. Okay, but I'm going to pick this one. Now, go on. Born in the future or born in the past? Um, uh, Rob. What? Um, the future. I think being born with the past, if you if you knew what was coming, would be quite um, burdensome. So I think I'd rather not. Oh, yeah. Not, not if you knew what was coming. Would you rather be born like years and years ago uh, or right. like massively in the um, future? 
in that case in the past i think because rob you would clearly get the lottery numbers <laughs> and then buy a ticket wouldn't you you know what i mean you'd be laughing really no you don't know anything would you have rather have been born in the past or would you rather be born in the future you don't know any difference um I think the recent past, probably. Mm. What about yeah, you, Sam? The recent, past. the recent past. What, like in the last 20 years or something? Um, no, so probably a bit earlier. Probably the early part of the last century, possibly. This is quite profound, Helen. Um, know, how deep is this? Supposed to be a bit of fun. What are you up? Yeah, I think the future a bit, really in the future because um I'd, well we never know what's coming though do we want to go around on a skateboard with no wheels yeah not only that and it's not been but like even in my lifetime things have changed like opportunity like even at school so if i say to young people now when i was at primary school say right girls you go and do the sewing boys you go and do the technical drawing i remember that happening in woodwick and and like girls weren't allowed to play on the feet. We weren't allowed to play football. We weren't, you know, and things have changed now. So I think that's only going to get better, hopefully. So yeah, let's not be that deep. Would you rather be born in the future or the past? Future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were minded living in Liverpool in the 60s. Because my auntie yeah. and uncle always had a ball. <laughs> they always, you always hear about that, so... Yeah, I, I think I'd rather be born in the past, 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 um, before technology, before roads, before anything, when you were just like lived as a, as a, just as a human and you just lived and you yeah. grew your veg and you just had a little chill like that. The simple I life. I can't even sit, sleep in a tent for a couple of nights, so that would not be me. Yeah. Well, Helen, you'd have had the plague, you'd have had scared, you'd have been rodents everywhere. We have that now. You'd have lived in a hut made of mud, not in a million years, dear God. The simple life. Anyway, yeah. go on, last one for Rob. Okay, then. Last one for you, Rob. Okay, cat or dog, which is always oh. controversial. Oh, Fun. dog, definitely. Dog, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to say dog, even though that's like, because the cat just always whinges. The cat outside, the dog's outside as well. I've put the dog out as well because she was like all over the place. Well, I really like, I'm like the, one of these people who's absolutely torn between cat and dog, you know. Um, I like dogs, but it depends on the breed, the type of dogs. Um, but so if I had to pick one or the other forever, I'd probably pick a cat because they're more independent and they'll, yeah. they don't sit on my knee because I'm too wriggly. But I like the idea that they'd sit on my neighbour sat still. <laughs> cool. Okay. So now we know a little bit more about Rob, which was very deep, wasn't it? Like, what the hell have I agreed to do? Come on. <laughs> Why am I here? So, Sandra, I'm going to let you introduce Rob um, tonight, and then it's going to be over to Rob. Rob, we're going to talk in about 35-ish minutes. About So, okay, so my guest, our guest this evening is Rob Lapsey from the charity Love Jasmine. And I know Rob because Rob is in a business network we're in, um, that a BNI group, and he has a different, what we call a chapter, different business group. And each chapter has a charity that they support. And you're the charity in another group. It's called Alpha, isn't it? Your group, is yeah, that right? Yeah, it's Alpha. Yeah, it's you're the charity so i went to see you and we had a, a really good meeting and that um and i thought you'd be a brilliant guest for the show because you do a lot of good in the city so if you'd like to tell us your journey and how you came to do what you do and what the charity does and how we can help and support the charity yeah of course um my wife and i set the charity up in 2016 um it was to support families who have lost a child. Um, we lost our daughter, Jasmine, in 2014. Um, Jasmine was six when she died. Um, she choked to death when we were away on holiday. Um, obviously, your, your world just falls apart at that point. Um, it's really difficult to, you know, you, you know, just even get up, to be honest. Um, yeah. And it took... A long time for us to get to the point where we thought well should we give it a go we're setting the charity up a lot had happened in the interim it took nearly nearly two years a lot happened in that interim that, that two years we weren't in a place to do it um mentally physically. 
Um, but it sort of come to the point in some point in 2016, we thought, well, if we don't do it now, we never will. And mm-hmm. over the period of months before it, and I can't even remember exactly when it was, we thought, well, you know, this is what we want to do. It just sort of happened, really. Um, mm-hmm. And we got together, approached a few people to see if they'd be trustees, people we knew who we trusted, but people who knew we could bring something to it. Um, and we got the charity registration number in September of that year, 2016. Um, the following year, then we started raising money. So over the next few months, we raised some money so we could start putting on services. And the first things we did were put on um, support group for parents and also for siblings as well, um, kids who were bereaved. Um, we put that on in the yellow sub in Brunswick Dock. And we would, you know, we were help help there as well. Um, and that was one of the, the main focuses of what we wanted to do at the time was to allow people to come together and meet others because there was nothing in the area at all. Um, mm-hmm. That was our main focus, really. Um, over the year progressed, we started bringing a little bit more money in. We started doing more stuff, um, complementary therapies. We started providing families with that, um, help getting to the support groups so people can get to us. They could you know, we'd help them out with taxi fares, get them home safely afterwards, and particularly, you know, trying to get two buses or whatever. It makes it really difficult for people to, it puts people off. Um, and so the, it, it's everything, like everything else, it takes a time to sort of embed itself, really. The support groups took a little while. We did different types of groups in the first year. Um, one for people who'd lost an adult child and one for somebody who'd lost families who'd lost a younger child. Um, but they were slow, so it's a slow taking off. So we combined them the following year in 2018 to one parents group and it's been running ever since. Um, different people come at different times. There's no obligation to come for a period of time. They can drop in and out whenever they feel like it. Um, it's, it's it's sort of done in a really relaxed way. Um, so if people feel the need to come and talk to somebody, they can. It's there, it's there once a month and, you know, it, it's, it's, and that's the, the, the basis of it really. And we've got different, and, Six years on, we've got a grandparents' lunch and chat, which meets once a month. We've got um, a coffee morning, which we started in two, 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 2018, to open to grandparents as well. Aunts and uncles can come along, and that's once a month. And then we run a group of them on Sunday just for families we support for these are for families who've lost a child, but have also gone on to have another child. And so that's what we, and we do that once a month. So we run four groups at the moment. Um, and we got told groups didn't work at first and people were very reluctant to get involved groups don't work for bereaved families and you, you just think well, we couldn't see the sense in it um it just didn't ring true for us groups group support works in so many different areas and so many different aspects of life and it just didn't it just didn't ring true to us so we persevered with it and um and you know where we are still six years later down the line we're still we're still providing that group support um, and it's important for people to just have that chat with others when they, whenever they feel up to it. But, you know, Rob, isn't it the case, though, for a lot of people, it's much, they feel better if they can ever speak to someone or share their experiences mm. with someone who's been through something similar to them. Yeah. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's circumstances aren't the same. And, you know, you mentioned people who've lost a younger child, people who've lost an adult child, who people often don't think about, and grandparents. But... There's people in that group who will become friends, presumably, and support each other mutually as well. Isn't there anything? There is. There's relationships come from it. You know, there's people come to all groups have then swapped numbers and they're in touch with each other. And that's that's what it's about, is creating that community for people that they feel safe in. Um, I mean, they might come to our group only come twice, but if they pick somebody's number up, yeah. somebody understands what they're going through and then they can support each other. Well, the group's worked because it served its purpose. Them two people might not have met, met if it hadn't been for that group. They may come and come again and never and don't connect with anybody and that, again, but they'll have that connection with somebody and it's that support about creating that support network for people. It's really important. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think it's I think as well. It's it's knowing that you're not alone, isn't it? You know that because um, you know it must be you know it's, it's it's a horrendous thing to happen and then you you know if you're on your own you're feeling like lonely and stuff whereas if you can go somewhere where somebody else has been through it and everybody's circumstances are different um but as you say you know to have that support network but yeah. for me i picked up on the siblings so quite a lot of the time 
Um, there's lots of groups for, you know, parents, and you know, especially you've had, you've had the grandparents in as well. But siblings is a massive one, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, we do at the minute. We're only we've only been doing um, individual one-to-one support for siblings, and it's 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 something we want to try and rectify again this year. Is to have them group things. We did one just before um, the lockdown where we took ten brief siblings under the age of eleven to Barnsdendale every every day through the February half term, and they had a great time. And you know, they they mixed with each other and they realised that that what they were going through, they weren't on their own. And again, yeah. the friendships came of that as well. And it was really powerful seeing them the relationships develop over the, over the over the course of the week. They did outdoor activities, they did indoor activities where they, you know they you know they did sort of memory making, and um, but they got outside to do do things. They planted trees, um, oh. it, you know it's just I think really important. See, getting people outside and getting the hands dirty, certainly for kids, was was fantastic. Yeah, it's a brilliant centre there, isn't it? O- over the water for people who don't know, and they do a lot of good work there as well. But it's not cheap to run trips like that at all. And then, how, do you do a lot of fundraising, Rob, for the charity, or is it funded? Or um, a lot of a lot of the money we get, we raise ourselves through fundraising events for people who have either been supported by us who go to, on to do their own fundraising events, um, or. You know, people hear about us. They're looking for some someone to support businesses in the area who maybe have as, as a charity of the year. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who support us over the years as a running club, MRC Liverpool. They've been a great support over the over the years. Um, but we've got a a virtual event on the second and third of July, which people can sign up to on our website. It's called Everybody Ooh, Loves to Run. It's called Everybody Loves to Run. It's um. It's a virtual running event and you don't even need to run you can walk it it's a 1k 2k or 5k you can do it anywhere you don't need to be in liverpool you can it doesn't matter where you are you can you can get involved um and you can sign up through our website um we'll send you a medal to you can get, present yourself after you've finished um and race and it's a good way to raise some sponsorship money for us it's a it was a really big event for us last year um and we're hoping it'll take off again this year as well and people can get involved and raise some money for us um yeah certainly needed yeah what's it called rob i'm just putting it in the chat so it's the second and third of july it's a virtual run and it's called everybody loves to run and they can sign up on our website um www.lovejasmine.org.uk Okay, and we'll put all of that on as well after the show and um and promote that and everything for you. So this is quite funny here actually now, Rob, because let me tell you, Helen, what run are you doing? Have you signed up to? Um so I've signed up to Man versus Coast, which is um on the second of July, which is a twenty-five mile run from Penzance to Land's End. You know what, Rob? I'm gonna do your run. <laughs> so on that day, on that day, but what I what I what I could do is I could I could do my first 5k and I could record the first 5k because it's on the 2nd of July my race. I could do the first 5k um, mm-hmm. as a love jasmine thing and I could do a little stop and then I could do a little video and then I could carry on. So I'm raising funds for um for someone else. Um but yeah, but I think um during lockdown um because nobody was meeting up where the you know and, and yeah. running clubs weren't allowed yeah. and it, it's a great way to get out and stuff and um i did um the run for holly uh, which was a virtual run and we all had to wear pink um to run for holly and um it was amazing because i ended up you had to wear the pink you had to wear pink and, and then go for a run and it was really funny because I, I met about four other people who were just in the local area who all had pink on and i was thinking they've got pink on so virtual runs are amazing because you know again you can do it your own time you can walk it you can do it with the dog you can push the pram you can walk along with with a friend and have a chat um yeah. and if you get a medal people will do so i'll do anything for like a medal or a certificate or a badge or, or a sticker or anything like that so if you get a medal as well that's like really super so people sign up to it and then they can get sponsorship and then all the money goes back into the amazing services but you don't just do um support groups do you rob no i am um, the biggest part of what we do actually is counseling um mm-hmm. and you know it's like the counseling service for for when we say families grandparents parents grandparents and siblings but it's not really 
it sticks if you look at the, the family dynamics in terms of like you know, maybe a step parents might be a foster parent um it do you know what i mean so it's not it's not that strict we just always look at the, the family um but the, the counseling's important um it, it gives it gives people the time and space on their own for some people sitting in a room with others isn't for them you know yeah. having that time and space on their own when nobody's involved in it is really important and it's it's what's it's what people ask for most is when they're looking for support from us is having that one-to-one support um it's it's and that's the real driver is why we do have to do the fundraising events because it's it's important to keep that that support there for families um and kids as young as four can access that one-to-one support parents grandparents older siblings as well so even people who've lost um, an older brother or sister they can come to us for support as well and when i went to see you at your pre- the premises they've got are just beautiful they're absolutely gorgeous and they're on the wavy tree technology park but they're really sort of secluded it, it, it's away so behind it it's just like um trees and everything so it's where the counseling rooms are absolutely beautiful very quiet very calm and you've had um you had like decorative art it just looks like nice hexagons on the wall but it's actually soundproofing so because he said when they took the premises people mm. could hear so you didn't want that you couldn't have two sessions running simultaneously in different rooms so they put all the soundproofing on so it's so quiet and it's just when you go in you feel very calm it's a beautiful environment and um, you showed me all the things you've got as well, didn't you? All the sensory stuff. You mentioned working with children, four-year-olds upwards. Yeah. And they've got all these beautiful things for the kids, haven't you? Um, the setup there, it, it's, re- it's, it's absolutely tip-top, but at the same time, very calm and welcoming as well. I was really impressed by the environment when I walked in. And I would just recommend anybody to, uh, you know, to come and see you. It's quite... How do people come to see you? Can they just pick up the phone, Rob, or email you, or what? We try and keep it as, as simple as possible. I mean, people can um, they can contact us, pick the phone up if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've started, people can message us, contact us on through social media. They can even send us a text message. We've got an office mobile. If people want to message us, they can message us through that. Um, as part of the new website and one, and it, like, this come through about the pandemic as well, and trying to make it easier to refer. Um, Families can now refer themselves online through our website and do all the, the what we call the initial introduction paperwork online themselves. They can do that at their own leisure. They don't need to necessarily come in to book an appointment at the office. So I can take they could self-refer now online. Um, and we'd call them tomorrow to get their availability um for counseling. And if if we had a space, they could start the day after if that was if if it worked for everybody. Um it that's the idea is to try and keep it that quick. Um, so people are not waiting for support and unfortunately we do have a little bit of a waiting list at the minute Um, it's not something we've sort of ran very much of we've always tried to keep a low waiting list as much as possible but unfortunately the demand is is great and we're not alone in that in, in the city as well the bereavement agencies uh, support organizations are saying exactly the same thing Um, there's a lot of demand on what we do i think as well i think sorry san i think what's coming out of sort of the pandemic and things like that is um people are more uh, open to talking now aren't they you know so they're, they're more open to sharing their feelings and and you know and it's okay and you know with sort of like the positive um aspect of mental health um you know that it's not a negative thing and, and you can be you know and i think with the counseling thing as well um we've had a couple of like men's groups and things like that and you know who've, who've been guests who've done amazing things and stuff and i think just people are more open to to talking about it and you know the dynamics that you get through the door um do you have do you have quite a lot of men and women or or is it more grandparenty or what's the dynamics of the people who are coming through it is it is mostly bereaved mums and um, access to counseling we do see bereaved dads um and, and granddads and, so, and brothers and sisters but it is mostly bereaved mums that we see for, for the one-to-one support um it does sort of you know, it is a bit of a cliche, fellas don't talk, um, but we do provide support to bereaved dads. Um, even if they're not sure about it, they can always just give, pick up the phone and I'll speak to them. I can let, I'll, I'll be honest about, about it. Um, you know, counseling's great, but it's not for everyone. Um, no. You know, sometimes just 
you know, just sometimes just having a chat with somebody might be might might work for somebody, but the counselling does work. You know, the, the counsellors we've got are good and we trust them. Um, and I'd recommend any of them to, to anyone that comes through the door. So, but, but if people just want to have a chat and you know an informal chat about what we do, yeah, more than happy to speak. And um, is some of the counselling done remotely then, or is it all in your your premises? So they can do it online. It's we do a mixture of both. Um we've the what there's new Zoom um for one to one counselling and stayed since, since since the pandemic. We've we've carried that on. It's not it's never ended. Um, you know, we're still doing we're still doing that remote support, particularly for people who don't live in the area. You know, we do provide support to families who are not out not within the Merseyside area, so they wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to get to us for support. So it's given them access to what we do. Um, but even families in this area, if they can't get out to us or, you know, if they're stuck, say, they've taken ill, well, you can still have mm -hmm. the session. They don't need to cancel a session. So it helps with attendance. It helps with that the therapeutic value of keeping, um, keeping, keeping attending counselling. Brilliant. It's, it's great. You could thought of everything really to make it accessible for everyone, haven't you, really? And, and that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the families, we're still providing um, transport, of, well, we're helping people, some people get home, um, because there is some people, it, you know, we're, we're right by a station, but not everywhere mm -hmm. in Liverpool is connected by a train station, so if you're not near a train station, it can be a little bit more problematic using buses, um, you know, people don't want to come for a counselling session, you know, you, you're delving into some really painful stuff, you don't want to be getting two buses home, if, you know, so yeah. circumstances financial um you know they just might just might not fancy getting home by themselves we'll get them home safely um and we provide a lot of well-being activities as well um try and help people build up their own coping strategies um we held a well-being day in a place called healing time at birkenhead last month and excuse me there was um 11 bereaved parents went over there for the whole day there was yin yoga there was meditation um sound healing they had a vegetarian lunch um you know, we're doing another one again this month as well. So it's about giving different people different skills um, to try and help them cope. Because um, nothing takes this away. There's nothing that's ever going to fix it. It's just giving people something to help deal with it better. Yeah, I can imagine. You, it, it, it isn't so something. People... Sorry, Hal. Oh. Sorry, do, do, do people pay for the service? Or is it fundraised? Or I think my internet's gone a bit skew with. You're okay. Um, <laughs> no, we we we've, we don't ask anybody for for money. Um, you know, we try try and keep. You know, we we we, we do the fundraising. We apply for grants or um, or do our own do it in our way. But I think it just seems such a crass conversation to have some with somebody when they're walking through the door and they've lost a child. Um, how much money? To earn. have you got any money a lot of people come out of work when they lose a child so they might live yeah. in a nice house they might have a nice car but they might have stopped earning money it just seems a conversation that I, I personally couldn't have um you know i can understand why people do it organizations do it because you have to you've got to survive and it's better to yeah. have the organization early on it's just not a conversation i could i, I personally could have no yeah, I couldn't have that conversation either. There's not any barriers, and it's just more stress, isn't it? And the process, that the practical aspects of having come out of the process like that is horrendous anyway. So it, it sounds like you've thought of everything to make it accessible and as easy as possible. Like even the point you made about people going home after a counselling session, you know, you don't think of that. You just think, oh, well, it's accessible by transport. You know, well, actually, they don't just want to walk to a bus and get on a bus or something like that. Maybe, or maybe they're not in a fit state to drive. You know, I think that you, you have really thought of everything. Um, so if people want to support you, you do you have events going throughout the year, or you, uh, we know? will be doing we will be doing an event in the autumn. Um, it was originally going to be in supporters club, but we might be changing in, in Anfield, but we may be changing the venue to somewhere else. Um. So I'll keep you updated on that. But then, yeah, we were looking at doing different things out the year. We were looking to probably do more um, events, certainly through 2023. Um, we used to have a few events a year, certainly outdoor events. We've got a skydive actually taking place on the 18th of June. So there's 12 people jumping out, out of a plane for us a week on Saturday. You're doing it? Uh, no, I keep, 
I keep making excuses every year, but I keep running out of excuses. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, there's a weight, there's a weight barrier on it. So, and that, that's my uh, what's the maddest thing you've done, Rob, for fundraising, or had anyone do for you? Um, my brother um, Neil and my brother-in-law Liam, the three of us, went to Nepal in 2017 and, and did a marathon in the mountains in Nepal. Um, oh. That was that was an amazing experience to be honest it was i've been looking to do something different i've run marathons in the past um and i've been looking to do something different and it just it just appeared on my facebook page at one point and I said to my wife i said that's it that's what i want to do um and that so that was in the january of 2017 and in november we the three of us flew out and we did it and it was incredible um it, it was sort of everything and more really um, but when you were walking, you were you were catching your breath, and then you yeah. have to then you have to run up a mountain for twenty odd miles. Yeah, it was good. Oh my goodness, what an achievement, though! That's so. Did cool. you get a certificate and a medal and a sticker? I got actually. Um, I didn't get a medal. There was a little Buddha trophy, which I've actually got on a uh, table next to me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a tattoo over it. I got a tattoo over that. I'd have got a tattoo over that or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it was a... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sandra. I'm just saying, I asked Helen, I, I seem to remember her telling me she had a tough mother tattoo. So um, she's got a tough mother. So when you two have got your big certificates and everything, I'll have me 1K medal, don't worry. Um, and can I just say, Rob, I, my very first battle gig I did was in Sefton Park. And it was for people who'd been running around all the spring runs, you know, around the park. And they gave us a medal. <laughs> I was there with the drum. And they put this flag medal on me. So I went, that's a fraud. <laughs> because I don't run. I just don't like it at all. I'm not a runner at all. So I think it's so funny. But I've got like the Santa Dash medal. I've got these like pathetic ones, you know. <laughs> It's a good medal to have. It's a good medal to have. So, what other what other fundraising things have, or what's the wackiest thing that other people have done, For or you. the kids have done? Yeah. One of the first things that somebody did, and it's the I think it was the first thing we didn't know about until they're actually doing it. There was a school in Crosby that um, a wacky sock day or a crazy sock day, and they just decorated yeah. all the socks, and it, it's always stuck in my mind because it was the first time somebody'd ever done something to for us like that and they wow. done it um and it was yeah yeah so the sensors so that we were made up of that that, that that was a really nice touch um i can't remember what they raised off the top of me because it was, it was a few years ago now but yeah it was just one of them things that you know it means a lot because it was the first time somebody else had done and it was just so simple when people actually called their own socks in and yeah but that was a nice thing that somebody's done what a great idea. And you said you mentioned before um about being a business charity of the year. Do, do any mm. businesses support you now, or is that something you're looking to get support with? Yeah, we've just been um Blaze Media. Um yeah. who um, I went into Rebecca, yeah. Beth Waterfield, yeah. Yeah, she's um yeah, she, she's she's been great. She's now at the BNI Alpha chapter with, with us, and you know she yeah. she's recommended us for that, and it, it it's nice um, for people to do that, um, for people to get involved in what we do and help us with our fundraising because it's it's tough times for everybody. You know, it, yeah. it, people's disposable incomes have dropped massively, uh, so it impacts everybody, businesses, and certainly charities. I'm sure we're all feeling feeling the pinch here, and um, so for people to get more help off people, yeah, it's fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, we have not talk conversation with a few people today in business about it, saying it's it is difficult at the moment. It really is. So if anyone can support you, that would be marvelous because the service you're offering is excellent, and counselling can just make such a difference to outcomes for people. You know, having the right, correct support and everything. What would you say to anyone who's maybe thinking of? I'd like to come and speak to you, but they sort of haven't had the nerve to pick up the phone. Or I would, what would you say to encourage them? Really, um, drop us a text. Even you know, we've got on our website is our office mobile number, um, mm -hmm. and somebody's pretty much always got it. We don't always, to be honest, don't always answer it in when it's not office hours because it's not a yeah. crisis line. If you touch. But we will always mm -hmm. get back to people. Um, so if it's during the day, yeah, it'll get answered. And you know, if you're not sure, just 
drop us a text and we communicate by that. And if you're if, if at some point you're ready to have a chat, then one of us will speak to you. Um, you know, certainly no obligation at all. Um, but even just having a chat with somebody and to let them know what we're doing, you know, it's just yeah. be honest with people and say, well, this might work, this might not work. But if you try that, it doesn't work. Then, well, there's this, um, you know, give this a go um, and just see. Um, yeah, you know, we're there. Just anybody wants to have a little chat. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a good, you know, as you were saying, you know, what one thing's not 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 right for you know for everybody. There's not mm-hmm. one sort of route to which. So, you know, by having a little chat and you say, look, we offer this, and they go, oh, you know, and say, well, if that doesn't work, you can do this. You know, you've got like options, mm-hmm. haven't you? And giving somebody the choice. Um, whereas you know, if they went to maybe the GP or something like that, you know, and it takes so much time and, and and sometimes when you've got enough time you talk yourself out of it whereas when you're getting a response you know sort of super quick like you guys are giving response yeah. then you're in the moment and you get your text back or you get a phone call or something you think, oh, i've got to do this now haven't i sort of it gives you that little bit more or that rather than six weeks later and you think oh i'm not answering that or, or, or it's sort of you know so yeah i think it's an amazing um service and um, so for people I to think, get involved, do you have volunteers? Do you have, um, you know, how, how do people get involved? The, the, a lot of the, the volunteers we use are generally bereaved parents or the counsellors mm-hmm. who will help out with groups and stuff like that. Um, so certainly anybody, you know, we've done events in the place to do and they love to run, which is virtual. Now that was an actual event in Stanley Park for two years where it was a kids running event, which we put on there. So mm-hmm. we used loads of volunteers then. But in terms of volunteers now, it, a lot of it is just um, people helping out with the groups and stuff like that. So, uh, or volunteer counsellors, which we use volunteer counsellors who help us out and, and take some of the workload and stuff like that. So, but, you know, if we get back to doing some more outdoor events again next year, so certainly help us get involved with the fundraising, you know, get involved with it. everybody loves to run. Um, if you put events on, come along if you can. Um, it all helps and, you know, it's certainly appreciated. Brilliant. It's it. And how many people? It's it's you and your wife, isn't it, Rob? Is it Kathy, wife, who yeah, set it up? Yeah, Kathy, yeah. yeah. Kathy, sorry. Yeah. And, it, and so how many people do you have helping and working there? Um, we have three permanent, four permanent employees at the minute. Um, and we use a, a team of sessional and volunteer counsellors, and there's about six of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them do maybe two or three hours a week. Some will do maybe five or six. So it just varies, depends on, on what their availability is and everything else as well. Um, but there's, you know, there's generally a couple of us in the office most days, um, except when COVID strikes and there's one. And then, um, but yeah. It, sorry, I was going to say that's incredible, really, because you, you and your wife just set that up from scratch. Um, and now you look what you've achieved with that, you know, employing people and having part-time counsellors as well. And, you know, it's quite an achievement that to have done that. I'm sure you realise, you know, you, you should be, are you proud of what you've achieved? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, I think that, I think that the proudest moment or certainly was at the time was early in 2017, we wrote to, um, the mayor of Liverpool at the time, Joe Anderson, um, and asked him to scrap child burial charges for children under the age of 16. Um, and it was, to be honest, it was the easiest thing we've ever done because he just said yes. Um, and then we wrote to the leader of Nosley City Council and he said the same thing. And then we had thinking, why hasn't somebody done this before? No one Cause before. Because all, all it took was a letter. Um, and I think whatever happens with the charity, um, going forward that'll be there yeah. yeah it's a legacy isn't it it's a legacy that you know that you guys have achieved something um so that that you wouldn't even sort of comprehend that that would happen anyway isn't it you know that, mm. that there would be a charge or anything like that so um yeah so it's like already left a legacy hasn't it you know of by you setting up and doing these things and and i think as well like being you know living it and, and sort of like being passionate about it when you speak to people you've had the experience so sometimes you, you you're not there like as oh you know i know this and i know that and the other you're basically saying i've lived it this was my experiences it might not be the same as yours but we can offer this 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 and this isn't it Definitely. Sorry. sorry i'm not an expert 
you know, I've got my, I've got my experiences, but it, it's they're not the same as everybody else's. Do you know, do you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's just about trying to give people something to help them. You know, there's different things there because different parts in my sort of journey since lost Jasmine, I could have gone to a group and I couldn't have gone to a group because it changes. Everything changes over periods of time. What works for you might not work for you next week, and it's just about making sure you that, that it's there for people who, you know, they. They know themselves better than far better than ever I, I could or anyone else. So, yeah, and I think you know you, you're just a perfect example of a wonderful human. And I remember you saying that you know you and your wife had quite full on you know successful jobs, um, you know, and you've done this now because you felt it was the right thing you do and you needed to do something positive to support other people. Um, who are going through something similar to what you yourselves went through, you know, and if that's that's what our program's about. Great local people who achieve great things, you know, for others. It, what you've done is extremely selfless as well. You know, we're just lucky, lucky to have you on the show, really. No, no, thank you. Not at all. But we haven't finished. So <laughs> once we'll get all your social medias and we'll put all the social medias on success in the city, we'll also get everybody to sign up for the virtual run. And if you don't want to do the run, that's okay. You can donate. Yeah. So you can get involved in that way. And if anybody wants to do, um, you know, uh, maybe listening in and think that their businesses wants to get involved um, and use you as, um, you know, the charity of the year, then you can either message us or you can go onto the website and speak to Rob direct. Or sometimes, you know, people will do like a little cake sale or a tuck shop or a little something in work. It hasn't got to be anything, everything massive. Yeah. And if everybody does a little tiny something, you know, like if somebody's working in a school and they want to get involved and, you know, we did a great one um, a couple of years ago and a school wanted the bike shed and we drew a massive bike on the wall um, and people come in and stuck um, like pennies and two pences and ten pences to the wall, and then it created this huge bike out of out of you know loose change. Yeah. And when they counted it, there was like four hundred and something pounds. <laughs> but you'd have said you'd said, oh, there's about forty quid on that. Yeah. But and they were dead excited. And so if you had two pence or whether you had ten pence or fifty pence, it didn't matter. You were still sticking your little bit. Um, and mm. we did the penny mile as well in. Um, when I had the pub and uh, we put pennies all, all next to each other and they went all around, they go all around the pub. I can't remember how much it is, but you can work out and it's something like 300 quid in um, pennies and, and it, you put them all next to each other and it's a mile, it's a mile long. So there's all little mad ideas, isn't it? That doesn't cost, you know, that people can just, and yeah. then, you know, they can donate it all over to it uh, and get involved. Um, oh, yeah. So Joe Swinburne's listening in. So I'm running... Um, the race um for the Swinnies and she's just said maybe Dana and here can do a little run in Cornwall and I think that'd be amazing I think you could yeah so that'd be ace if uh, if Joe and uh, Dana did a little run that'd be lovely yeah that'd be cool so um, I want to say a massive thank you to you Rob for, for, for sharing your story and you know you are an inspiration and you and your wife have done amazing things and you know there'll be lots of people out there who, who are really grateful for the support that, that you offer um joe's just said it will be a little one you can do the 1k joe she can do yeah, the 1K like anyway <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to red face something slightly embarrassing that's happened this week that people can laugh along with not at you so i'm just going to go first on this well, so normally people i haven't got one I know because I forgot to tell you. People tune in to hear Sandra's red face moments, okay? It's usually, yeah, it's usually <laughs> hilarious. But we went wild camping. Okay, so we went in the camper van and there was um on the second night we, we pulled into this little foresty wood thing, like like you pulled off the track. And we pulled in. So we pulled into the side, and then I took the dog for a walk. And as I walked up this path, and it was only wasn't very wide and now this anyway i walked up with the dog and on the left was this big massive um mercedes sprinter van or something like that so a big big van that had been done up as a camper van but it was parked right into like the the you know the, the trees bit so i thought god how did he get there anyway so i walked up took the dog for a walk come back goes to bed the next morning 
to because up north it was like lightish it was sort of like dawn you know as, as you woke up so i woke up i woke up at about half five and i thought so i'll take the dog for a walk so i get up gets the dog goes for a walk so i'm walking along like that do, 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 do. and the birds are singing and there's not a soul about it oh it was just it was just like idyllic it was just beautiful and as I walked up to the camper van, the door goes <coughs> like that of the camper van, and there's a fella stood. <laughs> so he had absolutely nothing on. Open the door to say good morning, Will. That's all. <laughs> but it was literally, I was like, <laughs> and I just went, morning. <laughs> and he went, all right, pet. And I just carried on. He must have been absolutely fuming. He must, he must have woke up and thought, oh, it's a lovely morning. And he was just like... I don't care if you're in the middle of nowhere. There was literally, Sandra, there wasn't a human about. He was in the middle of the woods. Yeah, you, were. you were walking your dog, so there was a human about. That's Put a pair of shorts on, what a disgrace. So, not me. so I walked up and I thought, oh, I'll walk away for about an hour. So I walked all the way up this little road, turn around and come back. And then I was going, coughing. But he had his bad old shorts. Well, you know, in that had to be me. Well, I, Rob, you don't know the story of me going up the old and needing the loo. This is my, so Helen and Phil have been while camping and she's like so happy about it. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, that's nice nightmare and i had to go to the toilet going up Mulvama one time coming coming back down or whatever so i was like oh no i've needed we my husband said oh you'll have to go and have a wee in the bush over there whatever and so then i went over to have a wee in the bush all of a sudden from nowhere this guy comes <laughs> backpack on who's like training for the marines or something comes running past i went <laughs> jumped out my skin screamed he didn't flinch now sorry love nothing not a piece just carried on like that and i just thought no <laughs> so i don't fancy him thinking there'd be nobody there though you just i just thought like Stop. 30 seconds before or 30 seconds after he'd have been absolutely fine just the sheep would have been in front of him that would have been i thought the timing was absolutely <laughs> But I just carried on and went, morning, and he went, all right, but I can't believe you've waited till today. No, I forgot that. all about it until I was thinking, what's my red face this morning? Oh, that's a brilliant one. That's yeah, his yeah. red face as well. Well, that's his, more his red face than mine, yeah. Um, anything for you, Rob? I can't beat that if I'm being... I, I went wild camping last <laughs> week at Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be his story. <laughs> Look what, oh, that's probably misinterpreted, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd come over. I think people on his van's Okay. <laughs> Go on, Rob. Um, I don't, certainly not, not in this week. I, I actually shared something at B&I last, last week. Yeah. Um, years ago. Um, I mean, we are going back a long time. Um, there's quite a few of us on the beach. Um in Acapulco and we'd had a few too many beers um, and we'd, we all decided to hide jet skis and it was the, probably one of the worst things we've ever done in my life. We, well, me and this other lad crashed into each other and um, caused hundreds of dollars worth of damage on the on the jet skis. Okay. He probably ended up what, listening to this. His name's Scott as well. Um, still, still <laughs> um, and they were going to lock us up on the beach because we couldn't we, until we got the money together. Um, and we didn't realize how dangerous it was. It this was in '98, and yeah. so we didn't want to yeah, be you've locked had a couple up. of beers, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't realize how dangerous Mexico was in 1980, 1998. Um, yeah, but yeah, so nearly, got locked, nearly got locked up in a beach in Mexico, crashing a jet ski. Wow, that's pretty cool, though. That's mm. that's not embarrassing, that's quite cool, isn't it? Cool. <laughs> At the time, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a cool story that. Um, so shout out to the grown-ups. Any grown-ups who've done amazing things this week? Um, shout out to a, a lady called Heather. She's a volunteer counsellor with us. Heather, we, we first met Heather when she came to us for support after she lost her daughter, Hallie. Mm -hmm. um, she ended up got, got counselling with us. She then took it upon herself to 
become a counsellor herself. She undertook training to become a counsellor. Um, she also works in a pharmacy in Crosby. And in the, in the midst of training, working, f- family life, she then also sets up a place called Halley's Hub, which is a community place in Litherlands. Um, and I generally don't know where she gets the time from. And she volunteers with us. She sees other families now with us. Um, she's got so much energy. She actually makes me dizzy sometimes, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But she's generally, you know, she's just a wonderful person, such a big heart. Um, but yeah, she amazes me, to be honest. And, well, yeah, done. Mm. well done, Heather. Massive, massive shout out to you. What about you, San? Um, a couple. Um, Vince Cleghorn, who was a guest on our show, author, he's just released another new book, Naughty Tim Sprocket in the Case of Sticky Fingers. Um, I love all the stuff he does. It's great. And then also to David uh, Benham, who was one of our guests previously from the Battler Group. He actually um, joined the Battler Group from Portsmouth. Who the, the thing with the Battler is people meet up from all over the place. And they did their parade in front of the um, in front of Buckingham Palace. So, uh, and I was like that, taking a photo of the telly quick, but loads of us did. And um, they were they showed me how it should be done <laughs> when I watched it. But uh, yeah, so shout out to them as well. What about you, Hal? Um, so I'm going to shout out to Dana. So Dana was in the parade, wasn't she? Um, wasn't which was lovely. Yeah, yeah, she was in the parade, and she's a cool cat, is Dana, isn't she? And uh, she just does boss things. So massive shout out to our Dana, and also a massive shout out to Dave Murphy. So Dave Murphy owns the camper van, um, and he let me hire it, and um, he's given it me um, to go down to Cornwall to do me race as well, um, as his donation to the charity because he's a pretty. Yeah, yeah, and that's how that's how I I said like can can I take it just as like a little you know a little practice run. So he is a cool cat, and uh, yeah, so massive massive thank you. Um, but yeah, Dynax was uh, swinging a, a flag, wasn't she, and stuff like that. Yeah, we had a few people comment actually because when we shared the post, um, a few people said about where it is. And I said, oh, it's a friend of ours. You can hire it. You know, he's based over the water. So I name a couple of people have asked me for his number and that. So I'm just going to ask him if that's okay. Because I think a few people might hire it. We had Joe Summers on as well, didn't we? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Who set up a business to hire the um they've got like VW vans and stuff because yeah. people have different requirements. But it was just cool. it was just so nice to be able to pull up, look at the Anthony Gauntley statues and have a cup of tea. It was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do we have a positive challenge, Rob? Is there a positive challenge that people can go out and about and do this week? Um, yeah, if you do know a bereaved parent and you haven't spoken to them for a while, just drop them a text, ask them how they're doing. Um, it's appreciated and it goes a long way. Amazing. Yeah. don't always know what to say, yeah. but it's better to just try and reach out. Mm. Even if you fancy a cuppa. Yeah. That's it. Fancy yeah. a cuppa. Yeah. Just something simple. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a great positive challenge. And that goes to anyone that you haven't spoke to for a while. Just drop them a little text yeah. and say, oh, thanks. you know, it hasn't got to be anything massive, hasn't it? You know, that's amazing. Um, so I've just got to do a quick save the date. So I need Ooh. people to save the date, which is July the 12th, which is a Tuesday. Oh, Success okay. in the City is having its own little roadshow. We're having a live event with um, Liverpool, John Moore's Uni, um, the 4.0 start. And um, we're going to have a big networking type group meeting with a massive twist um for businesses to get involved and for people to just come down and see each other and see you know the amazing work that Liverpool John Moore's uni do as well. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna do some little success in the city. We've got some past guests who are gonna be there and we're gonna do some little 10 minute lives through mm-hmm. and then we're gonna go live with the show aren't we from there. So I'm dead excited about the roadshow. So save the date which is July the 12th. Um mm-hmm. so I want to say a massive massive thank you Rob for giving your time today. Um you know, and, and sharing your story. You and Kathy do amazing, amazing things and please continue doing everything. For everyone who's a business or a supporter or anyone like that, my positive challenge for you is to uh, sign up to the race, to, to, to the virtual uh, race. Um, Sandra, massive thank you to you as always. And Rob, we're going to hand it over to you for a mantra, closing quote that you live by. Um, sort of something again, I sort of got asked at B&I last week. Um, sort of... I'm going, well, why do you, how do you keep doing what you're doing? It's just a 
it's just to remember why I'm doing it. Um, and that, that's what keeps me going. Um, it's I remember my daughter and I try and do something good by her. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to end the show. See everybody next week. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Cheers. Thank you.